Now, last week I had you turn to Habakkuk. So you're going to have an easier time finding Matthew, all right? Matthew chapter 13. We're going to start a new series today called We Are Grace. And you say, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Last week I shared about vision for the year. and We talked about the Make Room Project. We talked about giving. We talked about increasing our reach. We talked about expanding some different areas of our life. But today we're going to talk about our values. And so I'm going to talk about some of the values that we have as a church, why they're important. Over the next couple weeks, I'm not going to preach very long because today I'm only going to share with you one of the values that we have. We have five core beliefs, five core values that we have here at Grace as a church, and we're going to talk about why they're so important and particularly the one today. So let me read to you from Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 44. It says this, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Verse 45 says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. In this particular chapter, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is teaching a lot of parables. Some he explains, and some he just begins to teach. Uh, A parable, now you have to understand, remember, a parable is not a true story. That didn't really happen. Jesus is telling a story about events that could happen. In other words, it's within the realm of possibility, but it didn't necessarily happen. But he tells these stories as earthly stories that represent kingdom truths. The reason why parables are so important is because they represent a principle. It's a principle. God is trying to get into us this principle of what the kingdom of heaven is like. So when Jesus is sharing this, he says, hey, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And so he tells these parables, and they're very, very, listen to me, the parables are very, very important. These two parables, although they seem similar, they're actually different. But Jesus tells them back to back. And I want to talk about them today uh, in the context of, of values. Values. Why are values important? We talked about vision. Vision says where we're going. But values kind of establish why we're going there. What do we believe as a church? What do we value as a church? And so I want to just share with you three things that values do to us. And three things about why values are so important. And the first one is this. Values are so important because values allow us to move past what would make others stop. The first thing I want to share with you is this. Values cause us, they propel us, they move us, they drive us past what might make other people stop. Let's talk about that in the context of the word today. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Let me read it to you just one more time. Here's what it says. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it goes and buys and sells or goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. So now here's a man and it's like he stumbles upon this treasure. See, it's a little different than the, than, the, than the parable right behind it, which is the pearl. The guy is actually seeking after this pearl. This man just goes and he kind of finds this treasure. In other words, the, the inference is that he stumbles upon it. And it's in this field. And so he goes and he buries it in the field. 
And then he goes and he haggles and he bargains to buy the field. And let's just say that, that he offers $50,000. And the seller is thinking to himself, oh, absolutely, I'll sell it for that. But that man who's buying it knows something the seller doesn't. That hidden in that field, listen, hidden in that field is a treasure. Right? But to get to the treasure, watch this, you have to buy the whole field. Right? So you get the treasure... But what comes along with the treasure is a lot of dirt. But I'll gladly take the dirt if I can get to the treasure. Right? Let's talk about values because this is why values is so important. It drives us. It moves us past what might make others stop. Other people stop at the dirt. They just see a field with dirt. But when you begin to see values, right? Begin to see the value in something, someone, someplace. What happens is it drives you past the dirt, right? When couples get married, they hopefully see in each other a treasure. And then they get married. And what they discover is that along with the treasure comes the dirt. You didn't know she snored. Come on now. You didn't know he drooled when he slept. You found these things out along the way. Hello. Huh? And so you got married just thinking, oh, this is just the greatest thing. I mean, this is the most wonderful person. He or she is perfect in every way. And then life happens. It's called marriage. And you find out that along with the treasure comes some dirt. But if you really value the treasure, do you hear me now? I said if you really value the treasure, you're willing to move past the dirt. My wife and I got married 25 years ago. And you know our marriage testimony. I've said it over and over again. And if you stick here around grace, you'll hear it over and over some more. Deal with it. All right? So we... We got married, and, and to be honest with you, I just didn't value her like I do today. All I saw was dirt, 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 and dirt. And what she saw in me is filth, 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 and dirt, 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 dirt. Right? She had a little bit of dirt. I had a lot of dirt. All right? We didn't value each other. Today, we value each other. Now, she's not perfect. She's very close. Come on, somebody. She's so close. But there is some dirt there. I won't mention all of it. I'm just saying that there is some there. But I don't see the dirt. And if I do, I'm able to move past it. Why? Because I know that there's treasure there. Hallelujah. There's treasure there. Why do people go from marriage to marriage to marriage to marriage? They can't get past the dirt. Hello. They just can't get past the dirt. All they see is dirt, and then they go to the next marriage thinking that they're going to get a bunch of treasure, and they find out, well, this person's got a bunch of dirt too. That's why most second marriages end in divorce at a greater rate than first marriages. And then the third marriage, right? And they just go from dirt to dirt. They can't ever get past the dirt. And at some point, we have to go, hey, I got to get past the dirt. I have to move past the dirt. The dirt is making other people stop, but it's not going to make me stop. Why? Because I see a treasure in there. There's a treasure in there. I see value. Hallelujah. 
People go from church to church to church, the same thing. They can't get past the dirt. Listen, listen to me, church. Watch this. You ready? This is not a perfect church. Do you know why? Two reasons. Let me give you the first one. You attend here. That's number one. It's not the biggest reason. It's just a reason. The reason why this church isn't perfect is because of you. You are not perfect. Let me tell you the bigger reason why this church isn't perfect. I pastor it. And I am far from perfect. I got a long way to go. Come on now. Nobody amen, but just, just, just help me out. I got a long way to go. Between me and you, there's a bunch of dirt. And some people can't get past it, right? Some people can't see the value in it. And so the reason why we're teaching the values of our church is so that you can understand where the treasure is. Where's the value? Okay, if I can see the value of it, then I can move past any flaws that might be apparent, any flaws that come up. Listen, the more you volunteer, the more you get involved, the more dirt you see. But when you find a treasure, when you say, hey, listen, I understand it's not perfect. I understand they got flaws. I understand there's issues there. But I see value there. I'm willing to overlook the dirt so that that I can get to the treasure. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't believe this dirt? Just, just go to Connect Group. Huh? And you'll find out. Hey, man, these people got problems, man. You know what I'm saying? And this person's messed up, and this person voted the way I didn't vote. My goodness. But there's value if you can just see the treasure and not focus on the dirt. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to talk about our values here as a church. And the first value I want to give you is far more important than the others, right? Because here's why. Not because it's that much grander, that much greater. It's because it's from this value that all our other values flow. So I'm going to give you one this week, and then we're going to talk about the other four the next couple weeks. But the first one I want to share with you is this. The first value we have as a church is biblical authority. We see our world through the lens of the Bible. See, I'm standing up here today, but if I was to put on glasses, right? If I was to put on glasses, I would say this. Everything that I see is through the lens of those glasses. All of my perspective, all of what I focus on, all of what I can see with my natural eyes would happen through the lens of those glasses. And I said this, this Bible is our lens. The way we view the world, the way we see everything happens through the lens of God's word. Now, I understand that we just talked about devotion and we had 21 days of fasting and prayer and that sometimes I sound like a broken record as a pastor, but let me just continue with it. You have to read your Bible, 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 read your Bible. Amen. You have to open up this book and let this book get inside of you. Amen. We cannot ever get past the place where we think that we've graduated from opening up the word of God. If I ever get up here as a pastor and fail to open up my Bible, fail to share the word of God, if I ever get up here and just share poems or stories or cute little anecdotes, listen, run out the door. Don't walk, run out the door and find a place that still opens up the word of God and says, this is truth. It's the source of all of our truth. This is why we believe what we believe. Amen. Second Timothy 3.16 says this. It says that scripture is actually God breathed. It's the breath of God. Huh? 
It's the breath of God. That means if it's God's breath, it's perfect in every way. Right? How many of you know the breath of God can, cannot contain error? There's no falsehood. There's no lying. Huh? When God speaks, it's always truth. I believe this book from Genesis to the, to the maps. I believe every word of it is truth. I believe it's the source of all truth. And the reason why as a nation we're in the mess that we're in today is because we have strayed from the pages of this book. We have lost our way. We have lost sight of what is truth because truth is contained in this book. We've made this book optional. We've taken out bits and pieces of it. We said, well, that really doesn't apply today. We've called it old-fashioned. We called it irrelevant. We've called it out of date, but I'm here to tell you this book stands the test of time. It is true every day and every way. We have to get back to the Word of God. And if I can encourage you as a pastor, what could be more important than seeing your spiritual growth is for you to get up in the morning, find a place where you can open up the Word of God and say, God, now speak to me. Speak to me through this book, right? Because this book is a treasure, man. It is a treasure. Sometimes I think thoughts that I go, okay, I don't know where that comes from, but I, I often have this thought. I have no idea why I think this thought, but I always think if I'm on death row, <laughs> what would be my last meal? Has anybody else thought that ridiculous thought? Like, I don't know why I think that. Like, if you... <laughs> If you could get a last meal, what would it be, right? Because I heard that, that it's really good. I don't know how I've heard that. Who gives reviews of their last meal? I don't know. They don't, they don't eat and then go on Google and go, you know, the food here was really good. No, they, they, I don't know how I heard that, but I heard it's like great food. All right, so I'm thinking to myself, I want Italian. Come on. Now, I mean, it, then I thought, well, you know, my wife's Puerto Rican. I really want some rice and beans. Hello. Some penil, some alas con condules, you know, something like that. Like, I want Spanish food, maybe, hello. Or I, then I thought, maybe it should be American, like pot roast and potatoes and macaroni and cheese. This is good old southern, hello, good old southern food. And I thought, maybe all of it, you know what I mean? Like, just pile it all up. Because then I thought, I can only eat so much. I don't know what makes me think that. And I just go, now... Hopefully, I'm never in that position, and hopefully, you aren't either, right? And I don't know how life ends. All I know is this is just the foyer to get to the main show, amen? We only get one go around, and this is just the, this is just the foyer, the lobby, until we get to the main thing, and the main thing happens when we leave this earth and we get to heaven and spend heaven with God, amen, the rest of eternity with Jesus, hallelujah, that's the main thing. So while we're in the lobby, though, I thought, okay, how, how is life going to end, and I don't know if I get a chance to be on my deathbed, but I do know this, if I get a chance to be on my deathbed, and I could pick the final few moments of my life, I would ask that somebody do this. Read the word of God to me. Yes. Hallelujah. Share with me the scriptures. Put a little worship on in the background and somebody read Psalm 23 to me. Hello. Somebody read Psalms 121. Somebody, somebody read to me Psalms 91. Somebody talk to me from the word of God. I would love to spend my final few moments on earth hearing the word of God. It is a treasure to us. Amen. 
Psalms 119, 162 says this, I rejoice at your word as one who finds what? Buried treasure. Why? Because I can move past all of the other things to find that value there. The value of God's word. Like buried treasure, right? Because if you were to walk out of here today and I stood at the door and instead of hugging your neck, shaking your hand, or, or giving you an air high five. If I was to say, hey, here's a dollar, some of you'd go, hey, pastor, that's pr- I appreciate that. Give it to your kid, because what are you going to do with a dollar? But I was gonna, if I gave you $10, you'd be like, ooh, all right. Lunch is on pastor. It's a cheap lunch, but it's lunch, still lunch. If I was to give you $100, you'd get a little more excited, right? You'd be like, wow, $100? We're all going out to eat. Come on now. Now, this is just hypothetical. It's not going to happen. Because now I'm about to get into real money. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're getting into real money that I can't. Anyway, so, but if I was to say, hey, here's $1,000 to you. Woo, hallelujah. Some of y'all get so excited. Like a 1000 you know what I could do with $1,000? Huh? What if we said... On the way out, you know what? I felt like God has laid it on my heart to give you $100,000. Woo! That's a game changer. You know what I'm saying? That is a game changer. That's a Porsche. That's Porsche 911 money. You know what I mean? That is is a game changer. What could you do with $100,000? Let's go even further. $1 million. Right? $1 million. $1 million changes your whole life. It changes everything. It changes your whole life, right? Now watch this. This book is buried treasure. And I'm telling you right now the truth. I wouldn't trade it for a million dollars. I wouldn't trade it for $10 million. In fact, truth be told, there's no amount of money you could offer me for me to give you my Bible and never read it again. Never have it in my life. There's no amount of money out there that I would give in exchange for his word. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come to the keyboard, back to the keyboard today. We're going to pray in just a minute. Every morning, every afternoon, every night, wherever you're at, whenever you're doing it, instead of putting on a bunch of garbage, you have an opportunity, especially when you first wake up, to open up the word of God and say, okay, This is my time to dig for treasure. And the truth of it is, it's right here. Huh? You could see its value. You could see its importance in your life. There's nothing I would give in exchange for the word of God. It's that valuable to me. It's been all my life. I told you I'm a Sunday school kid. I grew up in church. I grew up with sword drills. I grew up with memory verses. This is just, this book has been that valuable to me. It's been a lamp unto my feet. It's been a light unto my path. It's, it's held me in times when I felt like my world is falling apart, when I don't know where to turn, when things are, are, are spinning out of control. It is the thing that grounds me. It's my foundation. It's truth to me. When everything else is lying to me, God's word always speaks the truth. I'm going to ask you to do this today. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment this morning. 
If you've joined us on Facebook or on YouTube, I want to thank you for joining us today. Listen, if you're at home, we love you. We can't wait to see you when, when all of this is over. We can't wait to see you walk in our doors. If you're joining us from out of town, hey, we appreciate you being uh, with us this morning on Facebook or on YouTube. God bless you guys. But I do want to pray with you if you're here in the building today. The reason I said this is the most important of our values is because everything I share after this comes from the pages of God's Word. These aren't made-up words. This isn't just some random set of thoughts or ideas. In fact, the Bible says that the Word of God is God. Jesus in the flesh is the Word of God according to John chapter 1. There's nothing more important than you growing in Christ moving along with God, gaining some traction, some momentum, your spiritual growth, your spiritual walk, and it has to happen with you understanding the importance of God's Word. I've been a pastor now for 27 years. I've seen some trends come and go, some different things. And I have no problem with lights, and I have no problem with, with certain things. I'm not a big fan of the lasers that come out and all that stuff. And, and all that we do to try to get people to come in. I, I've got no problem with, with trying to make the room look nice. And we talked a little bit about that last week. But God forbid we ever get to a place where we don't use the word of God to reach people, grow people. At that point, we've become a club. You hear me now? We're no longer a church. We're just a club. And we try to just reel people in with games and and phoniness. And I just can't do it. It's just not in me. And it never will be. It always has to come back to a certain foundation, a certain set of truths. And that always, to me, has to be the Word of God. That every week I would preach from it, teach from it. All of our discovery classes, our first steps are based on God's word. It's that important for us as a church and I hope for you as an individual. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm teaching this series on values not so that you can find out more about our church or go, okay, this is where I want to join where I want to belong. This is, that's just one little part of it. I, I want you to know about the church, yes. But I hope that our values become your values. That's what I hope. I hope that you would come into this building and, and go, I see that. I agree with that. That's my value too. I value God's word. It's the most important. There's nothing I would give in exchange for his word in my life. I hope you could say that with me today.